0: This is G and E, the podcast, Golf and Entrepreneurship, with Anthony Punterero, founder of Success Series.
1: You know, I want to say, that, you know, what's next, I guess, in the most confident, building way and in a positive way, because that's who I am. That's how I got here. I believe in what I do. Um, not everyone's going to see your dream. Not everyone's going to believe in what you do or who you are, but... You can push through that and you're going to find people that do have interest in what you're trying to do and will support you. Now, nothing's easy. I mean, whether you're, I like to say, whether you're running a, you know, a lemonade store at the front of your house to whether you're running a global corporation, it really requires the same type of commitment. Um, you know, you're not going to sell lemonade unless you get the best lemons and you get out there early and you, and you juice them and do whatever you have to do. And, 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 and it's no different. It doesn't matter what you do. You need to go into that with 100% mindset and the commitment and the dedication.
0: Welcome back to G&E, the podcast. This is episode 29. And as always, my name is Ryan Walker. I am your host and the founder of Genie Magazine g and the brand, is dedicated to the world of golf and entrepreneurship, and we are talking to people who are taking their passion for golf and are turning it into their career in remarkable fashion. And before we kick off the interview today, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone that's followed along with g and over the course of 2017. It was our first year and an amazing one at that. The feedback and followers we've gained has been unbelievable and so from myself and my small growing team here at g and thank you, everyone, for following along, and we have some really exciting plans for 2018, so stay tuned, keep, uh, keep reading and listening, and you know, once again, thank you. And, but let's get into the interview. This week, we have on Anthony Puntiero. Uh, he is the founder of Success Series, and if you follow Ricky Fowler on Instagram at all, then you've probably heard of the up-and-coming company. Success Series is a virtual reality platform that allows you to get one-on-one lessons with sport's biggest stars, and their first partner is Ricky Fowler. And Anthony has an amazing mindset for business and entrepreneurship and a really cool vision for his company overall, so you're all going to want to stick around and uh, listen to this one. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome Anthony to the show. How's it going? Doing well, Ron. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Really looking forward to learning more about Success Series, your relationship with Ricky Fowler and where you all are planning on taking the company. And I'd like to kind of start off and rewind a bit. I know that you've been an entrepreneur since 22 years old or maybe even before that and that you started your own company then eventually end up selling it. And I'd love to learn a bit about your background and how you know your life culminated in starting Success Series.
1: Yeah, well, again, Ron, look, thanks for having me um, today and really keen to share with you some of the insights, uh, you know, into me and into, obviously, the Ricky Success Series. So um, really excited to be here. So, you know, taking it back, um, I guess, to, you know, as I was growing up, I had a huge passion for sports um, generally. I really uh, studied sports uh, in Australia is where I grew up in Sydney. And it was more about, you know, rugby and, you know, heavy contact sports, but also quite you know, your strategy sports like uh, cricket and golf, uh, I, I really was interested in how, um, you know, people had sort of made it in their sports. So growing up, we had celebrities like um, Greg Norman, who, you know, was, was the greatest golfer, you know, in the world at that time. And he had a lot of challenges, I guess. And, you know, he had uh, some issues at, around the Masters and, you know, he won British Opens. And, but he was the guy that we all sort of uh, felt for. And, um, and I feel like him... Uh, losing uh, those tournaments, you know, there really became a sense of uh, um, sentiment towards him. And there was a real sort of, uh, you know, very big following in Australia. And I guess that's important why I touch at that is because, you know, I always uh, was never good enough to be a professional golfer. Um, And uh, I, I mean, I guess you know that at a young age, because, you know, obviously talking to Ricky, I had asked him, you know, how do you know that? That you're good. I mean, is there a difference between being like really good and like awesome, and you know, not so good? And um, and he said, you know, when he was eight, nine years old, you know, he was shooting mid sixties. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, I was thirteen, fourteen, shooting mid seventies, <laughs> and you know, I, I probably suck at you know, uh, turning pro or, or ever having a chance of being a golfer. So my my whole. Life, if you want to say, has been about how I could get in the sport industry uh, without being good enough to actually be, um, you know, a professional in that. So I just pretty much spent, um, you know, my whole life, you know, studying sports and, and obviously, um, you know, trying to be the best, um, sort of in the business realm that I could be. Um, actually, when I when I left high school, I studied construction at university in in uh, Sydney, in New South Wales University, and. Uh, my family come from that construction field, and and you know I had a you know a lot of success in that, and and that even led me to doing some projects around sporting events. Sydney Olympics was one of the things that we did back in 2000. We did some projects for that. Uh, we also did some work around the London Olympic Games, where um, you know we were working with top English uh, football teams. Manchester United was one of them. Um, Liverpool. So. It was great that I was able to sort of stay in that sport well as we were doing up you know stadiums and and windows specifically and and a whole um, other list of sort of um, um, you know projects within the constructions and the Olympics, et cetera. But really my uh, you know the passion lied in sport. and and it's funny because now I call on those relationships at St. Manchester, United or, or Liverpool. Um, and, and I still have great access and contacts to these teams, even though, you know, we are doing a completely, uh, different thing We're putting in uh, windows and creating windows, we are still, um, you know, in the sport world. So that's, you know, that's exciting to me. I mean, my journey has been, it's taken me all over the world. Um, you know, I have lived in, in, in Northern Sweden, uh, where pretty much, um, you know, in winter it's dark uh, all day and in summer, you know, you can play golf at midnight and um, and it's taken me obviously to the UK, to America, uh, Australia, parts of Asia. You know, I'm sort of, I am the sort of person that thinks that, you know, you have to do whatever it takes to get an advantage over your competitors and, and to sort of improve yourself and, and nothing's easy, but uh, you can certainly make life easier for yourself by, um, you know, Following leads and following where you know things can take you. Obviously, they don't mean to just jump on a plane every day and go and meet with people. But you know, you need to do your research. You need to do your homework. And um, you know, so far, you know where we are right now with Ricky and Success Series and um, Instant Sponsor as well, which is still obviously um, you know in, in you know working and still so obviously um, you know a, a part of what we're doing. Um, you know, that's that's exciting to us. We feel like we're right where we want to be at this point.
0: Yeah, wow, what an interesting background you have there, and I love a point you just made about uh, if you don't necessarily think you're good enough to play the sport at the top level, uh, there are still other ways to create a really awesome career around what you love to do.
1: Well, I was going to say, you just reminded me of something. I actually played in in the Australian um, Junior Amateur one year, and uh, i never forget it. I, I shot like 79, I think it was, in the first round, and I thought I played incredible. Like, it was literally one of the best rounds I've ever played. I might have been 14 or 15. And um, Adam Scott and um, Aaron Badley were in the tournament. And Aaron Badley at the time, he was the, you know, a lot better than Adam Scott in in so many ways. He was like the beam amateur. He had won the Australian Open as an amateur uh, against Nick Saldo, Greg Norman, Colin Montgomery, uh, you know, Lee Westwood, an amazing um, uh, sort of list of competitors. Anyway, Adam and uh, Aaron, they had shot, I believe, 62 in the first round to tie the first lead. So first round lead. So they'd shot 10 under. Um, and then, you know, being 17 shots behind that, I didn't even know how you could improve my game by 17 shots at that time. But it was just, you know, and these guys were maybe, uh, I think, yeah, I think they were a year older. I might have been 15. I was 14. But the, I mean, gosh, how could you? compete with that I mean they were they were superstars at young ages and, and Australia's been very good at uh, you know bringing them to life uh, in some sense I mean I'm not talking from you know a personal perspective where Australia has actively helped them to make it where they are but there are a lot of events in, in, in Australia um, that can help uh, and I guess showcase the kids um, that are coming through and I think that's what gave them their um, you know, they're shot, and they actually probably started pursuing it once they were playing in tournaments, beating kids by so much uh, that they thought, wow, we need to go to the US and, and sort of harness this and, and stuff like that. So that is just a small digress, but uh, but it's an interesting point when you think about, you know, maybe am I good enough to go professional, and, and you've got those two guys who are, well, Adam's a major champion, the first be to win the Masters ever, and Aaron Bradley's a multiple pga tour winner and it's obviously he's won everything in australia that, that, that you can win so it's it's pretty good company when you think about
0: it yeah absolutely and i think you've clearly taken that athletic mindset you know the hard work the dedication the sacrifice it requires into your business endeavors because you've definitely seen some really nice success leading up to this point and so i'd like to talk about your most recent venture and that is success series Do you mind telling us a little bit about the program itself? And then from there, we can talk about how it came about.
1: Sure. Look, success series to me is the most exciting thing I've ever worked on. Um, It is a culmination of the mentality of learning from a pro, which in this case is Ricky Fowler. Um, I've been a big believer of, you know, the best way for anyone to learn is from someone that does this uh, under pressure, for a living, uh, as opposed to, and no disrespect to, to golf coaches or coaches around the world, which I, you know, coached me my whole life for certain things, um, you know, these guys learn from a textbook and they were never good enough. Um, and, and you know, again, not trying to be offensive, but to compete at that top level, I mean, the fact that you can take a lesson from, uh, you know, a guy that just won the Hero two days ago and shot 11 under in the last round. I mean, that, that makes my blood boil and that excites me. And um, so that's what success series is about. Um, it is the integration of the technology in virtual reality, keeping in mind that we are a 2D um, you know, content play as well, because we feel it's very important to take your um, iPhone or your Android out to the driving range, maybe to the chipping green, maybe to the bunker, uh, to learn how Ricky does these shots. And we're seeing, um, you know, I mean, I'm not just talking about the Sunday round. I mean, Ricky has been really at the top of golf for the last 12 months, you might say. I mean, you could say he had a flat spot, um, you know, prior to that, where since the players, you know, he, I think he won the Deutsche Bank in between. But, you know, he's never been a prolific contender up until the last 12 months, where it seems like, you know, every major he is there about, uh, every you know, he's right there and he's coming into his peak. He's coming into his, um, you know, confidence level, I think, which is probably the most important thing, which is one of the things that we touch on. Uh, we learn how Ricky got there, what the sacrifices that he made, uh, who helped him, you know, how important was his family, his coaches, um, you know, who who nurtured this talent? Because at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm a big believer of, okay, look, you can learn how to swing a golf club. Uh, You can learn how to, you know, putt like Ricky if that's what you want to do, or putt like Tiger, or, um, you know, you can replicate anything, really, in any sport. It's that mental edge. It's that mental um, um, ability that is a culmination of the sacrifices, the discipline, the work, um, you know, your confidence. I mean, I feel like everything you do in life is really your self-belief and your confidence. If you're not confident in anything or you you lack that belief, You're going to struggle to get anywhere. So, you know, going back and not trying to get too off topic here, you know, success series is that. And you can see the passion that I talk about this with because I feel like uh, this is, you know, potentially going to change the landscape of lessons and it might never look back. I feel like uh, the ability to learn from Ricky Fowler, to learn how he hits those shots, you know. I didn't i followed Ricky for years and I didn't know that he hovered the putter, for example, before he takes it away to take the tension out of his arms. Now I'm a you know, I shoot, you know, anywhere between mid seventies to mid eighties and I started that in my next round and I started draining a few putts. And and that's what golf is. It is really um learning how to hit certain shots. And you know, when you play with your mates, you're still playing under pressure. You still might have, you know, a tenner on the line or a drink or dinner. And so that is the same pressure I think that you know Ricky might feel when he's trying to um, you know close out a tournament, or when he's trying to. It's all relative to what you do. So I know when I'm playing my buddies, and there's four or five uh, you know drinks on the line at the last hole. You know you're sort of really trying to concentrate, and you're really trying to um, make the putt and, and get out of there with uh, a few drinks under your belt. But Um, You know, I think it's probably the same. I'm not saying, you know, closing out the Masters is is that uh, sort of feel. But, um, you know, I definitely think that Ricky would put himself under immense pressure um, in any tournament because you want to win. I mean, he'd rather win than someone else. So, um, you know, learning from someone that does this for a living under the heat of the moment, to me, is what excites me. And that's where we are with with Success Series. So just on that, the lessons cover you know, simple type things. I say simple because it's not over-analytic. We want to get golfers and get people interested in golf to be able to do that without, you know, graphs and swing speeds and all this and all respect to those types of things. But we're not that sort of play. We are trying to simplify golf. I feel like golf is, you know, over-analytic. I feel that golf is um, very intimidating to someone that has never played before or that wants to learn how to get better. I mean, you can even watch golf on a Sunday and they've got the Conic and the you know, the biz hubs and all that. And, you, you know, you, you sit there and you listen to the guys say, you know, it's perfect here, it's perfect there. The top of the backswing is ideal. You know, this is where you want to be for the launch position. And I'm like, I've played golf for 20 years and I can't do that. So, I mean, that, that, that's sort of discouraging in a way. So we want to encourage. Uh, we want to people to see that, yeah, golf is simple. You know what? Hover the putter and try and hit a few putts. And, um, you know, in the bunker, grip it this way and just hit the normal shot or take more sand or flick the wrist. You know, Ricky's big on in the bunker play. It's about the wrist action. The wrist action really controls a lot of your shots in golf. And so if we can simplify it, even, you know, how do we hit it a bit further, you know, widen the sand to touch, be more, you know, committed to the takeaway. Maybe the pause, you know, there are so many things that can simplify golf. And I feel like we've done a really good job of
0: that. Yeah. And it really is all about keeping it simple and golf like really like business or anything else. It is the culmination of knowledge. It just builds up and slowly and steadily you gotta be patient, uh, but you get better and it is all about keeping it as simple as you possibly can. Um, and I'd also love to come back to the mental side of the program you're talking about and, you know, diving into Ricky's sacrifices he made because I think that's something that teaching goes a little bit unnoticed, and I think it should be really, really harped on because it is just so important with not just improving in golf, but also how that affects every other stage of your life. But So we'll come back to that, but I'd like to talk about uh, what it's like to develop a VR program because you have this idea for success series. You guys are about to show individuals how to get a lesson from Ricky Fowler, but you have that idea on paper. What is it like taking that into a product with a virtual reality program? I mean, I personally know absolutely nothing about that. I'm sure a lot of our audience doesn't as well.
1: Well, to make you feel at home, I didn't know much about it myself. So <laughs> really, uh, I am not um, you know, fluent in the tech world. Uh, I come from a different background in that sense. But i surrounded myself with people that have. And that are fluent in that language, even though if 50% of what they say passes over my head. Um, you know, my my job is to bring the talent, to create the storyboards, to create uh, the vision and what we want to get out of it from the user perspective. And my tech team are the guys that say, how can we make this work in um you know in, in the virtual reality landscape? So to answer your question, it is exciting because I feel like it's at the forefront. And I know that other golfers in particular. Um, you know, like your Jordan Space or Tiger or, you know, any of those guys, Glory, are not doing VR lessons at this point. That doesn't mean that we are, um, you know, that they're not going to do that in the future. It just means that we have done it, I guess, first. So um, what interests me about that, about the virtual reality landscape, is that it is emerging. It is something that is projected to hit, you know, pretty huge numbers over the next five to six years. We are seeing the advent of more headsets over the next few months, especially over the Christmas period, over CES, which is a big uh, consumer electronics show in Las Vegas, early January, a lot of the big players are coming out with more and more headsets. And what this means is more people will have access, and they'll be able to afford the headsets, as opposed to paying you know three hundred for an Oculus device or two hundred dollars, or you know their prices can vary. There are things like the cardboard, which is also you know pretty good, but it's not you know it's obviously a far less experience than one of those. Headset. So, you know, as far as we are concerned, uh, you know, the VR is the future. It is exciting to us. But it also, to answer your question, it is a little daunting. I know when we did the shoot with Ricky, um, you know, he, he really didn't know much about VR. Um, but, but I guess what I love about Ricky, and I don't mean this from a personal sense, I mean, like, what we all love about Ricky is that he does lead, you know, golf and maybe even sport in some, some senses in um you know the innovation he's a very innovative guy he was, he's a really cool guy you, you know and i'm and i'm talking from the tv perspective you know i'm lucky enough to have spent some time with him and i know that he's back too um, but um you know it seems like if anyone was going to do anything like this across sport you know it would be him you know he's not your typical golfer and we don't want to make typical golf content and and, and that's what and when we sat down and talked about the virtual reality, he was like, yeah, I mean, amazing. Imagine if you can stand in a bunker with me and I can give a lesson. I mean, that's that's got to be something. So that that really excited us in that sense. But um, as far as, um, you know, creating the VR content, you know, we have to do a lot of homework and learn about that um, because it wasn't something that came natural to me. But when we knew the parameters and what we could do, we thought, you know, we have a real uh, solution here to... Not just teaching people how to play golf, but how to entertain people as well, and also, you know, and the way I pitched this to Ricky to begin with was, you know, this is you leaving, um, you know, whether this is a sort of dramatic comment or not, but this is leaving a legacy behind. I mean, this is how you can help people um, in all parts of the world to, you know, watch your series uh, and and to sort of, you know, boost your profile too if that's possible, and and also you leave a coaching type clinic. Um, in virtual reality, which which I know is important to him, uh, and I know that he's all about growing the game. He's about bringing younger fans to the game, um, and and that's what excites us about the partnership moving forward as well.
0: Yeah, that is so exciting. And you know what I'm really curious about is that partnership. And as you were saying, you surround yourself with the right people to have the VR program developed and built. But from there, it has to be such a huge challenge to get these iconic athletes to be ambassadors for your business. And, you know, like someone like Ricky Fowler, who's not only one of the biggest names in golf, but someone who has built and, you know, one of the most impressive personal brands around himself in sports. And so how do you get someone like that to come onto your program and join your business from scratch?
1: Well. I mean, it's a great question. And actually, as you say that, I feel very, uh, you know, lucky and, and sort of, um, you know, flattered to be in that situation. But, but, you know, uh, nothing happens easy. And I have spent um, a lot of time in the sport industry um, with my previous and still um, existing company, Infant Sponsor, which is a sponsorship platform. So I have been working with golfers, getting them sponsorship, uh, whether it be NBA teams, Major League Baseball teams, you know, for the last six or seven years. And these relationships that I have built across the PGA Tour and across other sporting codes in the U.S. have given me that opportunity to present to Ricky, um, you know, success series. And to be completely honest with you, he was the only golfer we really wanted. We thought if we didn't get him, we might go in a different direction. Uh, we might go uh, into other sports, which that's our plan for the next uh, short term, um, whether it be NBA basketball, Major league baseball, soccer players. Um, you, you know, we are in that process right now. But I guess, um, you know, Ricky was a fan of the technology. He liked the idea that he could grow the game. Uh, We have very vast distribution networks. Uh, We are going to be preloaded on a lot of different um, um, sort of uh, platforms over the next few, few weeks, few months. And so he's got a real chance to sort of grow his brand and his name as well. And that's, I guess, how we pitched it. You know, when we did the shoot, I didn't say to Ricky, Okay, Ricky, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have, you know, it was quite fluid. I said to Ricky, look, this is what we want to cover. Um, there's no point in me writing a script for how to hit it further because because I don't know. That's why you're here. So you tell us how you hit the ball further. You tell us how you approach putting. How do you hit bunker shots? Because that's at the end of the day what people want to learn. They want to learn from him. So, um, you, you know, we're obviously very lucky to um, to have Ricky on board. But, you know, at the same time, um, it took a lot of uh, commitment on our part. It took a lot of um, expertise from my production team. Uh, We had to prove that we could create um, the end result. We could distribute his content, that we could take him into houses far and wide across the planet, which we uh, are doing that. And so really... um, we look at this as an opportunity for Ricky uh, just as much as it was for us. And I say that in the humblest way uh, because Ricky's a superstar and we are just an emerging company. But I feel like if we to our boxes from our end, then um, you know, Ricky's going to see you know, huge value in this and, and, and obviously the opportunity to leave his mark not just on golf but on, um, you know, on who he is as a person, which is equally as important to where he is today.
0: Yeah, and especially for generations to come in the world of golf. I mean, let's say 20 years down the line, having the ability to get a lesson from Ricky in his prime is just fascinating. And well, so you have Ricky on board. He's been a phenomenal ambassador, helping you guys get this program out there. And you mentioned that you're all going to focus on the mental side of the game as well. And getting the chance to be in a virtual room with Ricky and learn how he thinks on and off the course, I mean, it's just it's just so cool. And so, is this going to be the approach you all take uh, to success series? Kind of half mental side of the game, half physical side with these lessons.
1: Yeah, look, I think so because you know, as I touched on earlier, you know, swings and, and all that can be replicated to a you know to some point, but um, it's your mindset that separates you from your competition, and that's in business, that's in music, that's in entertainment, and it's definitely in sport. I mean, we saw Tiger Woods dominate sport. Uh, in the early 2000s because of his mental attitude. Um, so, you know, and I realized he's had injuries since and he's trying to get that back. But obviously, it's a combination. It's it's physical, it's mental, it's preparation. And, um, you know, if there's one thing I would tell any entrepreneur is preparation is the key because you're never going to be the smartest guy in the room uh, and you're never going to be the, the person that is... Um, you know, calling the shots in some sense, especially when you were trying to um, pitch as an entrepreneur. And I think if you're the most prepared person in the room, which you can be, uh, that is something that just takes time and commitment and a discipline. Then, you know, you're halfway there. And and the reason I sort of say that is because that's exactly what we learned from Ricky, um, you, you know, learning about when he was eight, nine years old and what he would do after school, he'd go to the driving range, what he'd do on the weekends, he'd go to the driving range. Uh, you know, he played tournaments during his, you know, I guess, summer holidays and, and Christmas holidays growing up in Southern California. I mean, this was a full-time job. I mean, this kid obviously loved golf. I mean, I don't know if, um, you know, I don't know any other kids. I mean, I'm sure all the PGA Tour guys sort of did that and a, a lot of people outlead lead sport uh, generally. But, you, you know, everything's a sacrifice and everything's a commitment. Now, if you don't love something, how on earth are you going to spend all your holidays? On the driving range. I mean, you might do it for a week and think, oh my God, this is driving me crazy. It takes a special person and, and that's what Ricky is and and to be fair, that's what a lot of the PGA Tour players are. None of them had it easy. Uh, you know, you hear stories about people that, you know, sleeping in cars on web.com, um, you know, tour events and then, you know, they win and then on the PGA Tour and then they win there and I mean, that that is the most beautiful reality TV uh, that I think you could ever watch and I've always said that um, you know, golf on Sunday, watching, you know, whether it be the European tour, whether it be the Australian tour or obviously the US tour, that is reality TV right there. I mean, the heroes is slightly different. You're watching a bunch of uh, multimillionaires playing in the Bahamas. To their credit, they earned that position. They didn't get there by just walking in. But, you know, when you see, uh, you know, someone, you know, Rank, you know, have a huge world ranking number and they come in there and they win a tournament and the sacrifice of some of them will work at Walmart and they quit golf. And they, that's what reality TV is. And, and and I think that is the best part about golf. And, you know, it can come across a lot of sports, but team sports are different. Team sports, you're relying on, you know, the quarterback to hit you know, hit the receiver and the defensive, you know, and to make the, the tackle and the linebackers to make the intercepts, whatever that might be. Golf, it's you. You hit the shot. You get the information from your caddy. You line up the putt. At the end of the day, you're executing. And that's what's beautiful about it. It's a lonely game, but it's also very rewarding. So, um, you know, as far as that's concerned, learning that from Ricky, learning what his life looked like as an eight-year-old. I mean, tiny, an eight-year-old. I mean, it's cute. It's it's impressive. It's it's just mesmerizing, you know, even to me at this point in my life, looking at like an eight-year-old, I have an eight-year-old, um, you know, nephew. And he is... Um, you know, he's not going to the driving range every day, but, uh, it's, it, it's interesting. It, it's just, it's fascinating. And, um, and that's what really excites us about when you listen to Ricky, uh, his advice isn't just how to be a pro golfer. He talks about whatever you do in life, you need to be prepared. You need to have a discipline, uh, organization is the key. And that's what we can take away from that.
0: Yeah. I think that's such a great point. And that was kind of really why I want to start Genie magazine is to show the behind the scenes journey. Uh, of what people in the world of golf whether it is starting a business whether it's pursuing the PGA or European Tour go through to achieve that goal because a lot of times you can see that glamorous side of things you know the finish line where they're receiving the trophy but you don't see the you know the 10,000 hours of ridiculous work that goes into that and that's what I want to do I want to show that with golf um, to help inspire people. And to me, it well, seems you've like, done an
1: excellent job. With
0: that. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And you as well, because it seems to me like that's what success series is going to be. It's not just uh, lessons. It's also that in- inspiration, that in- inspiration to success. And um, I think that's just absolutely fascinating. And clearly, you have a very scalable business model with the whole virtual reality background to it. What is your vision for the company? I'm, I'm guessing, like you said earlier, you're going to take it a little bit beyond golf.
1: Yeah, that's right, right. We have a runway for other talent across other sports, um, and we're excited about it. Also, some big names, some big household names globally that we are in talks with right now. And we feel like uh, the time is now. Uh, we are also enhancing our um, VR production into a more technical uh, aspect, which is Six Degrees of Freedom, where you're going to have the ability to actually, um, you know, for example, if it's a baseball series, you know we can simulate you standing on the mound at say a Dodger Stadium in a game seven, getting a lesson from you know a certain baseball player and having that environment that pressure environment created and that's something that you know when you go to a driving range or you know, you're really no one's watching you, so you're you know i mean a lot of these I mean I know myself i can go to the driving range and hit a bucket perfect. I get out on the first two and I can't even shop so it's about getting that simulating that environment obviously not everyone's going to be pitching game seven of a world series but the ability to be able to um you know have those nerves if you like we have those juices flowing you know sometimes your body takes over when you're under those situations so that's what we're about uh, we want to help we want to be a learning tool a learning platform for kids and for people of all ages to get um you know to improve at sport and uh, we also want to create You know, one on one intimate lessons with their favorite celebrity as well or athlete. Uh, And I think that's important that, you know, we're not limited to that sort of um, age group or, you know, I've sort of, you're probably thinking I'm highlighting a younger generation. You know, we feel like our content is suitable for all, you know, for all people, for for people even slightly older. I know that, you know, my father and his friends, they download success series. Um, they obviously don't have VR headsets, but they're watching a 2D version. So a lot of the younger players, um, they are, you know, the younger players, they they do have VR headsets. And as it emerges, I think it's going to be more available and accessible. And you know, we're hoping it's going to be more mainstream. Which all the indication in terms of investment into the industry by the big players look like that's you know where it's headed. So we improve our content. Uh, we uh, obviously improve, um, and I guess it's hard to improve on Ricky, but you know, improve the talent stable, you might say, uh, where it's not just Ricky, it's people covering different sports. Um, To your point earlier, we feel like we have a very scalable uh, opportunity. And, um, you know, what you do is only as good as the output and who's involved and who is, say, an ambassador for what you're trying to do. And obviously the content's got to be good for people to learn from. So if we can stick to that and uh, we can be the best prepared in the room uh, in what we're doing, which we like to feel that we are, um sure i mean we have an opportunity to to sort of create something very special
0: yeah absolutely and like you're saying it seems like with how all these big companies are investing in vr that it is becoming very mainstream and over the years obviously it will become a lot more so and to that point Mm -hmm. i know you've made it very very affordable i believe it's something like 4.99 to download one of these lessons which to me is like it's crazy Can you talk a little bit about this price point and why you all decided to make it so affordable to get lessons from, you know, like a Ricky Fowler or whatever other pro athlete, um, in the other sports you're going to have?
1: Um, yeah, look, it's an interesting point. And we didn't just, uh, you know, choose a number out of the sky. We wanted to make it accessible. And I think, um, I think that's the only way you can do that. Now, you know, we looked at, you know, $20 for the whole 40 minutes or we looked at breaking it down into, you know, smaller, more affordable chunks where people could just pick a putting clinic or a bunker lesson and, and break it up in that way. And I think, um, you know, what we've done is is the right move. I think making it at that price point, um, you know, I know that, you know, even kids, you know, if they ask their mom, you know, can I buy something? On iTunes or the App Store for 10 or $20, you know, mum might, you know, without even knowing what it is, say, look, it's too much. But I feel like if, you know, I know if I went to my mum and I was eight, nine, 10, 11, something like that, and said, mum, the app's, you know, $3.99, learn from Ricky Fowler, I feel like she'd be like, wow, that's really cheap, you know, buy it. Let's, you know, and because, you know, it's not a lot of things today are helping people get better at things. And I also think not a lot of golfers or sports people are actually actively helping to promote. Uh, what they do and and how to teach people uh it's more about brands it's more about focusing on on sponsorship and advertising so that's definitely um you know you know i also think that you're only as good as who can afford you know who can use your products but so we, we see ourselves as a very mainstream play uh you know we want to take golf out of that niche environment uh where it's over analytical it's you know i like to say you know we are the opposite of say a golf strategy yes and sense like that where you know you have frame by frame, pictures of the swing. I mean, I don't know who would be interested in that, to be honest. So, you know, I'm a golfer and I'm not interested in that. So what, what I'm interested in is just learning how to improve and learning how to, you know, I don't want to spend a year subscribing to something. I might just want to pick a lesson with Ricky, you know, I might just want to do a bunker lesson and, and you know, I have actually used that to my success out um, of bunkers uh, in one occasion since the series had come out. So, you know that's the key. Price point's the key. Uh, we cater for the masses in that sense. We feel like we can make Ricky a household name if we, um, you know, if he's not already. But a household name in parts of the world where he's currently not, like parts of Asia, which is very high in our distribution um, channel right now. And um, and you know, I feel like at the three ninety nine, four ninety nine price point, um, you know, it's it's perfect. It's perfect for people of all ages. Uh, it's a forty-five to one-hour, um, you know, play of, of coaching, and we feel like that's probably the sweet spot for the, for the, um, you know, for where we are in society today. I feel like hours of content and, and sort of, you know, price pointing hundred dollars, hundred fifty dollars. I mean, you're ruling really out most of the market. I mean, I don't know if people would would actually do that. So. Um, yeah, so that's that's how we came about with that. Uh, we want to be mainstream and readily available and accessible to everyone. And I feel like that's what we are.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, just allowing it to be so affordable that, you know, while you're at the course, getting some practice in, you can just whip your phone out real quick, buy a quick lesson for 3.99, dollars work the game and be on your way. And you know, this just solidifies kind of what we were talking about earlier, you know, it, with it being such a scalable model. But you know, I could sit here, Anthony, and talk for hours about your platform and your entrepreneurial journey so far, but, you know, because clearly you have this mindset that's just absolutely phenomenal for starting your own business, and that's something I would really enjoy talking about a bit, and so, you know, for someone listening to this, looking to go start their own business or their own venture, you know, what, what would you say to them as a piece of advice?
1: Of course. And look, thanks for saying that. I I appreciate that. And, you know, I want to say, you know, what's next, I guess in the most confident building way and in a positive way, because that's who I am. That's how I got here. I believe in what I do. Um, Not everyone's going to see your dream. Not everyone's going to believe in what you do or who you are, but you can push through that. And you're going to find people that do have interest in what you're trying to do and will support you. Now, nothing's easy. I mean, whether you're, I like to say, whether you're running a, you know, a lemonade store at the front of your house, to whether you're running a global corporation, it really re- requires the same type of commitment. Um, you know, you're not going to sell lemonades unless you get the best funds, and you get out there early, and you, and you juice them, and do whatever you have to do. And and, and and it's no different. It doesn't matter what you do. You need to go into that with the hundred percent mindset and the commitment and the dedication. You you won't. I mean, I say to myself all the time. You know, stay in bed. If, if you're not going to give it 100% today, don't bother. Don't go to the meeting. Stay home and just sit in a room and, and, and sort of, um you know, think about it. And and that's probably the, you know, when I look back, I'm not the smartest person, uh, but I'm definitely the most prepared. I'm definitely the most organized. And I have a belief in what I'm trying to do. And so obviously when you get someone on board, like a Ricky or like, you know, young entrepreneurs looking for investment, it gives you a lot of confidence because you feel like, well, you know, Ricky obviously sees something in this and and obviously I'm, I'm you know, biking up the right tree, so to speak, and and, and sort of, um, you know, there could be something in what I'm doing. But, you know, I would just tell people that, you, you know, you need to stay true to yourself because, you know, you're hearing the success and all the good uh, things that I'm telling you on this, on this interview, but there's been years of hard work and there's been years of setbacks and years of no's and years of, No, not interested. And you know, you prepare for meetings, and I've travelled across the world, and people have literally, after five minutes, said, "Well, I'm interested." I have to go back, get back on a plane, and sit for you know, ten hours coming from Australia, it's a long way. And 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 that's uh, look, it takes a special person to see through the nose. And I like to say that sometimes you need to be on autopilot, and you just need to keep pushing on, um, and you need to believe in what you're doing. And you know, I hate to sound like you know, cliche, but Really, the most important thing you can do is the belief in what you're doing, because nobody is going to give you a dollar of investment. Nobody's going to want to jump on your journey. No one's going to want to buy a product. No one's going to want to know you in the business landscape, unless you believe in what you're doing, because that is what projects. It's that chemistry, it's that intensity. People can feel it, and sure, I've had a million meetings in my life where You know, I've even been flat flight. haven't got the message across, and I knew it at the time. And I've had meetings where I've been on top of my game and pitched it word for word, like straight out of a textbook, and the guy sitting opposite me is, like, not even listening. He might be playing on his phone, or he might be thinking about what he's going to do on the weekend. And and so it's all part of the journey. Uh, Nothing is easy, nothing. But I say that in a confidence-building way, you know, Get out there and do it. It's believing yourself. Not everyone has that makeup to be uh, to handle the nose, and and that's what I say. Entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurism is it's it's been able to handle the nose because no one up there. You look at all these successful people, um, you know, in in the Bay Area, you know, in in all over the world, basically, these people all had it tough. They all had setbacks, but one thing kept them going. It was what they believed in, and um, and if you can get other people to see that and um and and share that with you then the sky's really the limit and and that's what you need to focus on you need to be on autopilot don't assume everyone wants you don't assume everyone wants to see what you've got to show and and in that vein don't be disappointed when people don't want to invest or don't want to do business because that's fine. That's their problem. And that's, you know, I always thought, okay, well, you know, not in an arrogant sense by any means, but I always said, okay, well, it's not for you. I'll find someone that, that it is for and, um, and keep moving. And that's the thing keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Change your approach, dust yourself off, get back on the horse, try again. Because that is what an entrepreneur is. That is the definition of an entrepreneur. Uh, no one went to someone, meeting one, and got a got funding and made a billion dollars. It's impossible. So, that's 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 how I see it. So everyone just uh, stick at it and have that belief because if you have it, people will see it, and then you can write your own ticket.
0: That yeah, that was amazing. I mean, it's so true. Energy is toxic. If you have if you show that belief in what you're doing, people will latch on, like you were saying. And obviously, you are way more down the line than I am but you know from my few years of experience it is just it requires so much persistence so much belief in doing what you're doing uh, because like you said it is insanely hard but it's all worth it and Anthony I think that is just phenomenal advice thank you so much for sharing that and to all our listeners now who I'm sure after hearing you talk are very interested in success series where can they find you Uh, twitter instagram website app store you know where where where's all that
1: Okay. Well, um, on the App Store, um, the Android App Store, Google Play, we are Success Series. Uh, Instagram and Twitter handles are Success Series VR, and um, pretty much uh, you can go to successseries.com as well, and you can download us, uh, download the lessons from either a desktop, a laptop, uh, your iPad, your iPhone, uh, your Android device. Um, we're in the process of being an ios app as well uh, and that's what we are working on um, you know the apple system the ios doesn't uh fully support vr at this point in time so we are waiting until it formally officially does but we have other ways that we're going to play in the ios so i ask uh you know listeners to sort of watch out for that um, and the android device can be slotted straight into a headset and you can watch the um you know watch the lessons in virtual reality so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. We'd love uh, obviously more followers uh, in our social media handles, and because we're very excited about a new social campaign we're launching with Ricky in the next couple of weeks, and we we feel it's going to be pretty big. Um, you know, I'm very excited about it, and I'm very. Um, yeah, I know Ricky is too. Uh, we're just in the process of creating the you know the video clip that you know he's going to post out uh, to create awareness, and we're even going to do some marketing on this. Social media campaign as well, and it's in line with success series, and in particular one of the episodes specifically um, in the success series called Success Shot. So uh, we feel like um, you know it's a watch this space kind of thing. We're sort of waiting for uh, you know it to get a little bit warmer in certain parts of America, so people can actually go outside and, and do this. Obviously in California we have no problem. We're all year round. But um, look, we're we're excited about this. Ricky's excited. And, um, you know, we want to create a community. You know, if you don't want to come on to Success Series and buy a lesson, that's okay. We prefer if you did. But if you want to go on there and integrate and learn about golf and learn about how you can participate in certain things, uh, we have some really interesting um, features now where we um, talk about, um, you know, girls that play golf, Girls Got Game, where we showcase women, professional women, whether it be golfers, people in the business world. Um, we have a business ballers clinic where we showcase entrepreneurs um, who play golf uh, and that, you, you know, how they mix golf in with their, with their um, you know, with their business life. And, um, you know, we, have a, we also have fairway, you know, fairway fashion where we talk about different fashion and trends. So we are about building the community. We feel like that's an important thing. Obviously, uh, it culminates with, with the series and with people, um, you know, buying, obviously, success series and, and getting a lesson from Ricky. But, you know, we don't want people to think that's all you have to do because it's not. We want to build uh, that community and educate people on our experiences as well. And and I think the the important thing is, you know, just going back to team very quickly, uh, we have a great team of people, you know, just like me, uh, if that makes sense. And it's a small team, but it's a very passionate team, passionate about sport and passionate about golf. And if you have that mentality and if you want to, um, you know, be at the forefront of of sort of sport and technology, you know, we're always welcome for people to reach out to us. Uh, You're only as good as your team. I've said that my whole life. So, um, more than happy to get um, you know some interest from people as well in that sense because that's that's what it's all about. If we're striking a chord with people, um, you know I've got approached by a few people just just cold, and these people are the um, you know a driving force of what we're doing and their passion and their insights are things that I didn't even know about, and it's all coming together. So I just want to throw that in as well. Uh, I know that. Um, you know we have a broad range of listeners but we're looking to build a team as well and um, we only want people that share that passion share that dream and that vision that's how we operate and um, I'm lucky enough to be associated with um, you know these people right right now and um, and a shout out to Mike Murphy who has come on board recently and done an exceptional job Um, and um, you know I I always say to him you you know you, you need to you know, congratulate yourselves on the wins because you're going to have losses. But, you know, we're trying to build a community of, um, of success and we're trying to build that. And you have losses every day, but you need to move forward and look at the bigger picture. So just thought i throw that out there if that's interesting to, to some because uh, it's obviously interesting to us. We're trying to build the best team possible. And you can only do that uh, by getting uh, the right people involved and interested in what you're doing.
0: I love it, Anthony. This has been an amazing behind the scenes look into success series. I've really enjoyed this and I'm sure all our listeners have as well. And make sure to check out their social media accounts. They have some really exciting initiatives coming uh, over the coming months. So yeah, give them a look and you know, Anthony, once again, man, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been, it's been really great. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me. Big fan of what you guys are doing. Keep up the awesome work and, uh um, you know,
0: we'll have to collaborate again uh, in the future. For sure, man. We'll have to uh, collaborate on something in the near future. And just looking forward to it all. And to all our listeners, thank you, everyone, for tuning into to G&E, the podcast today. Make sure to go over to our website, g dot spelled G-A-N-D-E-magazine.com and check out the feature to go along with this week's episode and so head on over to the website subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the online magazine so you never miss new content and inspiring entrepreneurs and golfers from around the world and once again my name is Ryan Walker and I thank you for listening today